What's going on, world? This is CJ. Listen, man, just got some exciting news before we jump into the podcast. We will be in Houston, Texas, March 5th, 2016, for the Average Skill Phenomenal Wheel Conference. That's right, March 5th, 2016, Houston, Texas. You don't want to miss it. E and I going to be there. If you guys love what we're doing on the podcast, man, come check us out live. It's going to be an amazing show. Tickets go on sale Monday. You can get those at etinspires.com. That's etinspires.com. We'll see you in Houston. Now enjoy the podcast. And that's why I'm here today. And listen to me, your problem. I'm going to take it to another level today. You got to go where you're celebrated and not tolerated. I hope you caught that. You need to go where you're celebrated and not where you tolerate it. E.T. went to a whole other level. Same E.T., same energy. What's going on, world? Welcome to another edition of the Secret to Success podcast. I'm your host, CJ, joined, as always, by the lovely uh, Dr. Eric Thomas E. Man, let me a special announcement. Breaking news, baby. We have a sponsor for the first time on the podcast, man, so... I'm excited about that. We, we got some. Hey, and I got a sponsor in the working seat. I'm okay. not going to say nothing this week, right. but I got one in the working that I hope I could drop on you next week. Yeah, we just keep putting, hey, we just kept putting in that work. We kept sponsoring it by ourselves. And, and finally, somebody said, you know what? I see the value. So um, real quick, man, this is a, a, a historical moment for the first time ever on the podcast, man. We, we're being sponsored. This podcast is brought to you by Patchwork Recording Studios. Patchwork is a world-class recording facility located in Atlanta, Georgia, that offers the following services, pre-production, recording, mixing, mastering, worldwide distribution. Also, they offer administration services, obtaining a UPC code, ISRC codes, and registering your songs with BDS and MediaBase. Basically, what that means is they make sure that you get paid for your content. From audiobooks, songs, speeches, TV shows, listening parties, vocal lessons, they can do it all. And just because they're in Atlanta doesn't mean they can't serve you. Just contact them and they'll tell you what to do. E, Patchwork has been phenomenal. They're doing some great work, man, and they're our first sponsor. Um, they've uh, obviously helped out with the Dr. Thomas album. Listen, man, if you're, it doesn't helped matter out. if you're in Atlanta helped or out. not. Helped out, they did it. You can send them your speeches, your audio books, whatever you got, man, and they will take it and turn it into gold, man. So visit patchwork.com. That's patchwork.com. Work is spelled W-E-R-K. Mention that you heard this on the podcast and receive four free hours when you pay for four hours. So go check out patchwork.com, guys. Again, thank you, thank you, thank you to Patchwork for being our first official sponsor of the podcast. Like I said, they do an amazing job. You guys heard the Dr. Thomas album. You guys need to understand, he's not in the studio recording that. Those are live sessions from all over the world, man. And we sent them to Patchwork and they come out sounding, uh, I mean, you hear it. You know, the sound quality is there. So we thank Patchwork for joining us as our first official sponsor. Um, man, blessings to you guys. All right, let's get into it, man. E, um, as many of the people probably know already, um, my wife is pregnant. I think we what about five months, something like that, into the game. You know, I have a son who's E's guy, son, Trey, a uh, beautiful two-year-old boy um, who's just, you know, the love of my life. And uh, we, we, got some, we got some news about the sex of the new baby. And so uh, oh. in, in the steps oh. of, of my big brothers, Carl and E, we went boy first. And then I'm keeping the tradi- tradition alive. And we got the girl going next, man. So I got a baby girl on the way, man. Big ups, big ups. Kabooey, kabooey, kaboo. You know what I'm saying? I'm a little nervous, you know what I mean, with the boy. I know what to do with him. 
right? It's a pretty easy transition. I'm like, okay, let me just do everything that I was uh, brought up to do, and he'll be all right. But with the girl, you know, I didn't have any sisters, so it's going to be a new uh, experience for me, man. But I told you, I kind of felt like it was a girl anyway, just because this pregnancy been a little different than the last one. The last one was smooth sailing, no issues. This time, my wife's been a little fatigued. She's been a little, you know, uh, 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 nauseous at times, and so... It's been a different experience. A little mama diva out already, E. Oh, Didi already diva out. She, I didn't see Didi get some stuff that, and maybe I shouldn't have said nothing. I don't know, but Didi didn't cast her out already, and oh, uh, she went with Candace standard. She said, she said, I know Candace would only have her wearing this, oh, my so goodness. I've got to get I mean, this. It's already starting. Yeah. My mom is down here already. this weekend, uh, and I promise you, bro, they going out shopping for a crib. I'm saying, wait a minute, we got Trey's crib. You know, they're going to tell me uh, that tray don't fit, uh, that, that crib don't fit the, the, the scheme of the room. I'm like, it's a white crib. What in the devil? So, yeah, it's starting already, man. So pray for me, man. You know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to make this transition with the baby girl, Carl. I know you, um, you know, are experiencing that now with Jesse. And so, man, y'all going to have to put me up on game, man. Let me know, you know, how it rolls, man. So, um, yeah, no, big announcement, man. I'm excited. Second child on the way. And uh, we couldn't be happier, man. So I just wanted to share that with our podcast listeners. You guys are like family to us. So I thought I'd let you in on that exciting news. Uh, let's get right down to it. E, this week, you know, there was a lot of things that we could talk about. But one of the things that I wanted to make sure that we touched on is, you know, we, we're getting a lot of emails and a lot of tweets and a lot of people, you know, who are down in the dumps, you know, and, and their life is not going like they want it to go. And they're frustrated, man. And, and it's so one thing you always taught me is, yo, it's, it's OK to be frustrated, but you got to channel that to something. You know what I mean? You at some point you have to get past the frustration and start making moves. And so there was a track that spoke to me um, from the Dr. Thomas album that I wanted to go ahead and play. Like I usually don't play a whole track, but I wanted to go ahead and play a large portion of this track called I Got Tired because I think it symbolizes for us, you know, kind of our mindset and ease mindset. When, because so many people want to know, what do you do when you get frustrated? E, what happened when you, you know, would feel that pain or whatever? And so I'm going to play this track in its entirety, and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about for real how to channel that that pain and how to channel that hurt and how to get over, you know, some of those 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 shortcomings and those feelings that you have. So real quick, guys, this is I Got Tired from the Dr. Thomas uh, album. Check it out, and then we'll come back and discuss. Watch this. This is what I love, and this isn't jealousy, this ain't envy, but I remember, guys, and I'm keeping it 100 with you, this ain't no jealousy, this ain't no envy. I'm looking at people like, yo, I could do that. They paying my man how much? Yo, I ain't trying to be disrespectful, but I, went, I got a PhD. Like, the linear stuff, like, the analytical stuff, like the numbers, you can go on computer. I can learn how to do that. What I do, you can't go to school and get this. I, I'm like, I can do what they doing. Why am I getting paid five grand? I didn't get here. I didn't get here off no like spiritual tip. I got here like, yo, why am I losing? Why can't I drive a Mercedes Benz? Why, why, can't, why can't I drive a Bentley? Why can't I? Look, I don't even drive a Bentley. I'm trying to say something to you. I'm from Detroit. I drive a Cadillac. You can't drive a Bentley in the D. They like, oh, you sell out. 
You got to get the caddy. Like, ah, throw some D's on it. Just bought a Cadillac. You in Detroit, you got a caddy. Like, you, hey. But I was like, yo. I went, to, I went to Hawaii with my friends, and I stayed in this bootleg hotel, and we was eating chilies every day. They had a wedding, and I was in the wedding. We, I'm talking about me and my girl eating. I'm like, one day I'm coming back to Hawaii. I'm going to Maui, and I'm staying in the villa. I'm going to have a maid come in and cook for us every night. I just want to see what it feel like. I probably cook better than the maid. I just want to see what it feel like. No, you in the back. I need you to hear me. I got tired of losing. I got tired of coming up short. I got tired of seeing people drive what I thought my wife should be in. I got tired of the, 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 the job telling me I couldn't go see my baby girl at 10 o'clock, get her academic award because this is work out. I got tired. I got tired of eating out of trash cans. I got tired of watching everybody else graduate. I got tired of seeing people ride first class. I got to go all the way to the back. I got tired. And I said, when is it going to be my turn? And he said, it's been your turn. Been your turn. I, oh, you better hear what I'm saying. I hate when you got to walk to the back, son. I hate when you can't get the car you wanted. I hate it as much as you hate it. But the problem is I want it more than you want it. No, I'm telling you what the creator told me. I want your happiness more than you want it. Because I gave you 24 hours and you're playing video games with it. I gave you 24 hours and you like in an intramural league, like it's D1. <laughs> Number one is you got to get tired of losing. Took my wife to Hawaii, Maui, and we stayed, we stayed in that joint. I remember when we walked in, my wife was nervous because I ain't sure what it was. Me and my crew, I ain't sure. She walked, I ain't even say nothing. She, I'm like, here you go. She's been with me since I was 16 years old when I was homeless. I'm like, I want to just show you, you're getting a return on your investment. You're getting a return on your investment. Watch this, but you better hear what I told you. Before I could do Hawaii, I ironed her clothes. Before I could do Hawaii, I cooked dinner. Before I could do Hawaii, I cleaned the house. Oh, you're not hearing me. You're not where you're supposed to be because you're so stuck on here that you're not doing the stuff you're supposed to be doing while you are there. And so she walked in and was like, <sighs> I'm like, go to the balcony. <laughs> the balcony view, please. Open the door, she walked out. Ocean, sun. Just before we left, I bought a five, seven, I don't know, S550 in cash, put it at the front door for her so we could drive that to the airport. You're not hearing what I'm telling you. I got tired. This ain't about cars and stuff. This is about I got tired of seeing other people doing it. Who human just like me. All right, that's it. We back, E. Man, I, uh, one of my favorite, yeah, one of my favorite tracks <laughs> off the album, for real, man. No, I'm ready. Hey, I'm ready to grind. Yeah, see? no, I'm ready to grind. No, the the reason Woo! I love that track, man, and and I hope people caught it, 
you know, one, you talked about getting tired, but the other thing I love, man, is you talked about, for real, starting small. Like, before I could do that, I had to do this. And that was a simple message in there that most people miss. So, for real, I guess what I want you to break down is we get all these emails, texts, and phone calls from people like, yo, I'm doing this, it's not working out, and they're getting frustrated. How do you, you know, what's the difference between those who end up being losers and, and just continue to lose and those people who get so pissed off that they actually do something about it and change the tra trajectory of their lives? Like, what's the difference between those two people? Yeah, I don't quit when I'm tired. I quit when I'm done. Mm. You know, I wish I could go deep, see, but I don't quit when I get tired, see? I quit when I'm done. And that's just the difference. See, it's a mentality. And I remember watching Michael Jordan saying like, yo, flat out, this dude human. Mm -hmm. For real, he human. Kobe, just retired. You know, he getting ready to retire. This is his last run. You know, they did the tribute at the All-Star game. I'm looking at Kobe like, and, and, and hear me, see, I am not. No disrespect. People know I'm from the shy. I love Chicago. That's where I was born. I love the shy. Spent, I'm talking about as much time in the shy as I've been anywhere else in the world. I love Chicago, but I've never been a Bulls fan. I, I've never been a Laker fan, never been a Laker fan. Love Kobe, love, love, uh, you know, the fact that they show time and they are winners, love it. So listen to what I'm saying. I, I'm, I'm not a fan, but I love those guys because they had that, I will not quit. I will not stop until I make my goals become a reality. And that's why we look, that's why we buy Jays. That's why we uh, support uh, the Black Mamba brand, because those guys gave it everything they had. So it's a mentality, see? It's not a, right, uh, no, uh, I, I was born. That, but I'm talking about adapting that mentality, because somebody's listening to you, and they're like, yo, I get it. Like Kobe, Jordan, I get it. E.T., these guys push through it. Like, how do you develop that mentality? How does one get to the level where they have that, that Jordan, you know, killer instinct and they don't have that self-pity? You know what I mean? Like, how do you develop that, though? I, I just said it, though, in the thing. See, you get it from saying, this is enough what is I enough. want out yeah, of life, right. and I'm not here. That's when you get, like, yeah. that's when Jordan got, like, everybody try to act like MJ, you know, was just MJ all his years. That Kobe was Kobe all his years. They, man, bro, these bros went through frustration, too. So, so I'm sorry if it seemed like I skipped a step, but these guys went through that exact same thing. Michael Jordan was talking about the dude in high school at the Hall of, when he became a Hall of Famer. See, when they, in, 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 when, when they introduced Mike as one of the greatest players that ever played the game, when he was inducted to the Hall of Fame, I don't remember what year that was, but the year he was inducted, see, my man was talking about the dude in high school, see, like it just happened. So that lets you know. He, that, that, was a, that was a milestone in his life. That was a, that was a period in his life that, that he felt he wasn't where he wanted to be or didn't get the respect that he deserved. And here he's mentioning that after all these years. So MJ went through it. Let's not forget Kobe's career. Kobe went through some stuff. But, but, but Kobe, they all got through it. Why? Because at the end of the day, they said, see, this is not where I want to be. This is not how I want my career to end. end. Uh, MJ could have given up on the, the, the Jordan rules. You know, Kobe could have given up when Shaq left. It, I mean, they, they both had moments where they could have threw in the towel, but it was at that moment they said, I have not made my dreams become a reality. I have not done it all. I have not exhausted all of my gifts and resources and talents and my energy, and I'm, I'm about to go. And I'm talking about it was at that point 
when Mike got tired of losing to the to the uh, uh, Detroit Pistons in the, in the in the Jordan rules that it was at that point that Mike crop shed a tear this is enough it's not gonna happen again that he went to that next level so I'm just saying we all of us see who have reached some level of success we've all gone through our go through and, and what clicked for us and I'm gonna be real a lot of us hate to go through this frustration we hate to go through this 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 period of what it almost seems as if it's lost that we'll never get to that next level but I believe it is at that moment see that you activate greatness I believe it is only in darkness it's only in darkness can you get to that place where you say I'm not taking this no more and you turn on that light I believe it's in lack it's in destitute it's in depression it is at your weakest moment your most vulnerable moment that 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 the stage is set for you to say no I will not take this as my reality I will not settle I will not stay here boom I'm ready to go to that next level so I don't think anybody can be great without that darkness see yeah no that's a good point man and, and you know it kind of reminds me of you know the message that we talk to the college students about you know what I mean about that yo you're gonna be here four to five years like some stuff gonna go wrong you know what I mean like Absolutely. there's going to be some moments like you like we, we say this if you 18 years old and you're gonna be in school for five years that's like a quarter of your life that you will have been in college. Something bad is going to happen. Somebody, unfortunately, is going to pass away, right? My yes. grandmother died yes. when I was in college. Somebody is going to lose their job. Somebody going to have a bad breakup. Somebody's parents going to get divorced. Like, life happens to everybody. And to me, like, the thing that allows us to keep going, the thing that allows us to keep grinding, even through those dark moments, is just that knowing for real, something will break. Like we, we have to catch a break at some point. We are going to, if we continue to work, why? Because most people end up quitting. Like that's the point when most people end up stopping. And so the longer you keep going, the longer you can be counted in the number and the longer, the, the greater your chances get, right? Your odds get better if you continue to run the race. If other people just keep dropping out, like think of it as a marathon that just never ends. Like at some point people going to fall off. And, and at the end of the day, the only the strongest are going to survive. And so I think for us, it was kind of a personal challenge of knowing that, yo, yeah, you're right. Some things going to go wrong. My life is not going to be perfect. Somebody going to pass away. You know, somebody, you know, we're going to lose a contract here or there. We're going to, you know, some videos going to flop, whatever. But we will continue to, per, you know, pursue our dreams no matter what. And I think too many people get caught up into that. Yo, I failed, right? You always say it. Just because you failed don't make you a failure. Just because you lost don't mean you're a loser. Like a setback is a setup for a comeback. Like we don't just say these things because they're cliche. We say them because that's what we went through. Oh, no, it's real. Yeah, it's real. And so let me say this quickly, see, because somebody's listening and I just want to be able to walk them through this process. So, so, so darkness, right? And again, this is not cliche-ish, but we all know that the stars shine the brightest in the darkest of night. We, that's clear. We understand that, right? So, 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 so let me walk you through it. So what happens in a dark moment, my wife, seven legions, what happens in a dark moment, my son's playing ball, breaks his femur. What happens in the darkest of moments, see, is one of two things. Either you ball up, you ball up into a fetal position and you quit. You ball up and you say, why me? You ball up and you say, well, this, is, this, is, this is terrible. Why have I been dealt this hand? Woe is me, right? You ball up, you give up, you give in. Or the other individual in the same circumstance sees clarity. 
Boom, that thought comes. Boom, that idea comes. Boom, that aha moment comes. So in the darkest of moments, the darkest of moments, those, those stars, they shine bright. Those same stars, see, if they were out in the daytime, and I'm, I'm, I'm not a philosopher, so forgive me. I don't, you know, don't get uh, hung up. I don't know what happens to the galaxies in the day, right? I'm not that smart, right? But I'm assuming they still exist. They're still out there. And for whatever reason, on planet Earth, we're not able to see them when the sun is out, right? But when it's dark, the darkest moment in the night, boom, no stars, stars shine. Oh, the Big Dipper. Oh, the Little Dipper. Oh, the Milky Way. You can see them. And so what happens to quitters, see, is that when it gets dark, they fold. They give up. They give in. They, they have a defeative attitude. They start to question certain things, right? But when you are in the midst of greatness and boom, it's dark, you begin to see clearer. Your ideas, are there's clarity with your ideas. That you begin to, to think about things that you never thought about before. And it seems that the darkness brings a calmness, that the darkness brings you to a, 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 a one with your greatness, and then boom, once the light comes back on, boom, you go to work. Yeah. So that's the best way I can, I, I, you know, I can paint that picture, see? Yeah, no, that's, that's great, man. And I think, you know, you said something very key. You know, sometimes that's when we know we need to readjust, right? And so mm. we had a conversation this morning, Ewa, we were talking about, you know, thinkers versus workers, right? Absolutely. And, and we said, you know, our, our little research proved to us that you have to be both a thinker and a worker, right? Because, and E, I'll let you explain because it was your, you know, you brought this up to me this morning. But when we talked about thinker versus worker, we talk about, you know, you have, everybody knows that person who just like, I'm talking about they go to work, they grind, like they work super hard and you wondering, man, why this person can't get it, you know, can't this person get ahead in life? Why can't this person go to the next level? And they're just a hard, hard worker, but they have no thinking ability, right? They don't think through things. They don't look at the big picture. They don't forward think. And then, you know, some people who, for real, they think, right? That's all they do is think, right? They got great ideas, great business plans. You know, they got the, the business card set up, everything they do, website, everything, but then they don't put that grind in. And so, you know, real quickly, can you touch on what we talked about this morning where you talked about how you made a transition from, yo, I was working, like I was grinding, but then it, I, the, the success began to come when you start thinking as well. Absolutely. So let me just say this first and foremost, because again, I want to speak to the frustration, see? I want to speak to the darkness that elevated me into the light, right? So one of the things I started to discover is that for those of us who are from the Midwest, Detroit, um, Chicago, you know, you got Gary, Indiana, just, just that, that, that area, Michigan, uh, uh, Illinois, Indiana, like that's pretty much, you know, where my experiences were. And I've noticed that, you know, we were a very blue collar mm -hmm. uh, culture, right? And so everybody went to work, you know, everybody, I'd, I'd wake up in Detroit on the way to school, you'd see everybody getting up around the same time, getting in their car, headed to the plant, right? Uh, and what, 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 what bothered me, see, as an adult, when I look back at that experience, you're talking about good people, see? You're talking about good people, see, who cannot take off when they want to take off. You're talking about vacations is few and far in between, right? But what frustrates me, they couldn't go today, see, that you know, our, our parents had to decide one would work afternoons, one would work nights, mm -hmm. you know, just so they could be there for us, right? But you have very few parents who work the same shift, if you will, right. okay? And so just growing up, see, and when I started working, 
It's like I got a boss that's telling me I can't go see my daughter. She just won an academic award. See, I'm not even doing an attend. No, students not even coming in to see me at eight o'clock, nine o'clock in the morning. See, right. they're not even getting up coming at her, but I can't go. Here's the, the biggest challenge that I have. So it's okay, see, that I can't take a vacation. But the people who are over me are taking vacation when they want to, see? They going to see their kids when they want to go see their kids' graduations, whatever event. They want to take their kid uh, cupcakes uh, to their job. See, they, they have the right to do that. See, they look, see, I got to be to work at 8. They come. I've had supervisors that come to work 9, 10 o'clock. I got to take a lunch break. See, they clocking me 12 by 1 o'clock. See, I got to be back. I don't even get a full hour lunch. Right. I got to go somewhere and be back by one. And I'm not bothered by that, but I'm looking at my supervisor and they get to get a two hour lunch. See, they get to take off in the summer. Oh, I got to be at work. And day. I start saying, man, I'm saying, hold up now. This is not fair. Something's wrong with this picture. And what I realized, see, is that the worker, the person that's just grinding it out, that's doing everything they told, when they told, see, I'm realizing that, whoa, they got a glass ceiling. This ain't fair. I got a glass ceiling. You're telling me that I can work as hard as I want to work, but I'm going to be limited in terms of my vacation. I'm going to be limited in terms of my, my, my economic growth. I'm, gonna be I'm, gonna, I'm just going to be limited. And I couldn't live with that no more, see? I couldn't live with that no more. And so I, I had to ask myself, okay, E, don't give up being a worker. Don't give up grinding. Consider the ant not sluggard. Like the ant, it, she putting in work and, 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 and successful. So I had to ask myself, like, yo, E, what do you need to do differently? And I realized, yo, you don't need to stop grinding. But what you need to do is start forecasting. You need to start thinking about the next 21 days, the next 30 days, the next six months, the next year. What if, what if things keep going the way they go? What if they fire you? What you going to do? You don't, got enough, you don't have enough money in the bank if they fire you to take care of your family. I start forward thinking, see? I start thinking, see? I start putting stuff together. And before you know it, 2005, when I graduated with that master's and started the Advantage program, boom, I got you, Carl, the crew. But that was forward thinking, see? Like that just didn't happen because I sat at a desk and did my work because I can't, look, I was grinding. I was making it happen as it relates to my job. I was getting pretty good, you know, yearly uh, evaluations. But see, that was not gonna take, if I knew if I stayed that course, I was on I, I was on that um hamster wheel, see? Mm -hmm. Going in circles. I wasn't I wasn't going to go nowhere. I wasn't going to be able to do the things that I, that I dreamed of doing, see? So I had to start forecasting. Again, okay, 21 days. Okay, 30 days. Okay, 6 months. Okay, a year from now. Okay, 2 years from now. What do you want? Where you want to be? So, I, for the worker that's out there listening to me, keep working. But what I'm telling you is, and if you keep working as hard as you're working right now, but you don't forward think, you don't become a thinker, you don't start strategizing, you don't, you don't, you, 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 you get off of check, checkers, and you don't start, you better start playing chess. Like if you keep doing what you're doing with your hands, you will be in the same position you in for the rest of your life. Like you, they are not going to say to you, oh, you've been working hard. We're gonna give you an extra $50,000. Oh, you've been working hard. We're gonna send you on a cruise for a month to get away. It's, it, <laughs> if you had that type of supervisor, you in that type of environment, Woo, I'm, I'm, man, you are blessed. But for the majority of us who are working traditional jobs, nobody's going to say to you, you have been grinding it out 
So we're going to just take you to a whole other level. It usually don't work like that, see? So what I had to do was start thinking for myself. Yep, I need to go get that PhD. Yep, Michigan State University has put me in a position that if I work for the university, they will reimburse me for whatever I spend academically as long as I get a B or higher. There, there are professional development opportunities. There are courses. There are workshops. There are professional development opportunities on this campus and instead of me just going to work from eight to five every day all day I need to start taking advantage of some of these resources so I can take my life to the next level Yeah, and that's that's key right there You, you just said something key and that's where I was going with it because I know people are listening and they're going Okay, well, how do I become a forward thinker? And how do I get this information? What he just talked about is critical professional development like yo you you would be surprised how many people don't read you would be surprised how many people have never taken a professional development course, who have never invested in themselves. We talk about it all the time. You might invest in y- yourself physically. You might go to the gym on a regular basis. You might work out, you know, getting your body tight. But very rarely do you find people investing in themselves, in their mentality, and in, in, in mentally in their professional space. And so for us, I think it was huge. You remember how many conferences we went to? We must have, he must have had us and going stay, to a though, thousand see? conferences, right? Just learning, information, still going to conferences. We're doing the ISM conference every single year, still getting our entire staff to go, paying for training, all of those things. And most people don't want to invest in themselves, and then you wonder why you're stuck in the same place. Like, I cannot tell you how much we've grown over the years, and it doesn't happen by osmosis. It happens by literally sitting down and making a commitment to get better, making a commitment to forward think. He talked about it. He had the foresight to think of the Advantage program years before we start touring and doing events. Guess what, guys? The tours are exact replicas of what we did at the Advantage program. Um, uh, to a T almost. Have a group of people come out. We put on a great show. The only difference now is we charge them for tickets. E. Before it was free. We let the students come to the Advantage for free. But we were getting those reps in because E's forward thought and saw you know what? Years from now, we're going to be selling out arenas. Years from now, we're going to be selling out these venues and we're going to need practice on the lighting. We're going to need practice on the music. Carl going to need practice on the slides. Carl been making slides since... Carl, w- w- how many slides did you do for the Advantage in your day? Man, you're talking about every doggone week since 2000, what, 2007? And we did it weekly. Yeah, weekly. Right, and that was all forward thought. He wasn't thinking about that particular moment, right? We were working towards a bigger moment, but you have to have that clear picture of what you want to do and where you want to be so that you can start forward thinking. And this is not a knock against anybody who has an eight to five, right? If you're happy in your eight to five and you love it, more power to you. You know what I mean? If you don't need any more vacation time, if you're not looking to go to the next level financially, good for you. I'm, I'm proud of you. I'm happy for you. But for those of you who are tired, like he said in the track, I got tired. For those of you who are tired of being stuck in that same spot, you have to do something different. You must do something different or you will remain in that same spot. And E, I think it's so critical what you talked about with the personal professional development and getting those skills and acquiring those skills that can take you to that next level so that you can transition into what it is you want to do next. Yeah, man. And then on the other one, see, man, for real. You know, I know some intelligent, intelligent brothers, man. And I, 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 look, I always preference it by saying I do not intend to be disrespectful. I only want to be transparent. I know cats with multiple degrees, you know, individuals who, you know, magnum cum laude, summa cum laude, et cetera. And they're not doing 
anything with all of that knowledge and all that information. And it's not enough to know. We must apply. It's not enough to, you know, say you went to this school, this school. I, I always say this. If you know 440 things and I only know 26 things, if you only use four of the 460 some things that you know, right. and I use all 26 or 27 of the things I know, who's the smartest? Hmm. Like for at the end of the day, who's the smartest? And I would be considered the smartest, not because I know more than you, but I'm using what I know. And I know too many guys that can run circles around the average person in terms of intellect who are doing nothing but overthinking. That's all you do. You overthink everything. You overthink, you, and what I mean by overthink is that you think about a thing so long that you never execute. You never do anything with it, right? So I want to suggest to the thinker that, okay, and I'm not saying that you need to be a grinder. I'm not suggesting that because maybe that's not your thing. I don't know. But you need to ask yourself legitimately, why is it that you have all this information inside your head, but you're not able to take that information and do anything tangible with it? Like, what's the challenge? Is it that you are a perfectionist and it has to be right, right? And I can let Carl speak to that in a minute. Uh, because again, this one is a be a little bit more challenging for me to really break down because I'm not the most intellectual dude in the world. But I do know friends that I've had that I went to college with that are brilliant. And I'm thinking, why are you still stuck in that particular arena? Why? And Meanwhile, it's not like, see, GED I'm saying the high school dropout who, who didn't have a vocabulary down is running circles around them. Wow. But I'm just saying, I'm not even saying leave your world, but come like, I'm not telling you to stop what you're doing, but why are you limiting yourself just to that? Like, why are you sitting around the room talking to other intellectual people for eight hours and you're not doing anything? Like, what is going on? So I'm not suggesting that you don't continue to read books. I don't, I'm not saying that you don't continue to wax deep and that you don't have these mastermind calls with, with other people who are on the same you know, intellectual level that you're on. I'm not suggesting that you don't do that, but I'm saying to you- That can't be all you yes, do. Plain, yeah, I'm saying playing chess, like, yeah, there's some strategy in playing chess, but at some point, you got to make a move. Yes, you study the, the, the art of your opponent. Yes, you study the clock. Yes, you study the board. Yes, you know the movement of all the pieces, but at some point, you have to make a move. So, because Carl can speak to that better than I can speak to that, Carl, what can you say to those people who are intellectually strong but they not making moves, Carl. So I think it starts with, it's a, it's a slight transition in core values that has to take place. And what I mean by that is, uh, again, I'll just kind of share a little bit of my story. I grew up watching my dad. When he wasn't working, he was working. Hmm. Like, that's all I saw. So for me growing up, like, there was a, a value that I associated with just work, you know, getting stuff done. What there's nothing wrong with. So you're smart, you're getting it done, you're getting the job done. But like he said, there, and he, I don't know if you remember this conversation we had, but at one point in time, you asked me to stop and think about what I was doing. And I was like, man, like, I, don't, I didn't even understand the question, to be honest with you. I didn't understand what you were asking me. But my, I mean, literally just thinking back about how I grew up and watching my life, you know, both my parents were educators. So I'm growing up, you know, in, in the sciences, I'm in the Caribbean, the sciences are pushed and it becomes a thing where you do what you're supposed to do. You get it done, and there's no thought beyond that. It, it's almost like you're trained to do certain things. So I'm just I'm speaking to those people out there that you have that background where 
Honestly, you've done everything you were supposed to do. And there's nothing wrong with that. But now there has to be a shift. Um, we, we talk about it all the time. You get a why. You get some kids. You get something else happening in your life. And you realize, wait a minute, I'm getting the mm. same check I was getting three years ago. Nothing has changed. You know what I mean? I, I'm still doing everything I'm supposed to do. I'm still number one at the job. I'm still, I mean, let me share this with you guys. My dad was a teacher walking to work like three miles each way every single day. Winter, this is in New York City, winter, uh, spring, whatever, walking, not a day off. Like, I mean, and I'm like, Dad, what you get for that? Like, did they give you an award or something? Like, what did you get after doing <laughs> 10 years of right. walking every right. morning, to you know, through snow, not calling in sick? One day I got a call. He passed out at work. I still don't know what happened, but I'm just like, what did you get at the end of all that? Absolutely nothing. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's a core value shift. And then the other part that happened for me, of, of course, being around the circle of Eric CJ, um, it, it's, a, it's the way you see yourself. So what happens? What happened for me was I remember hearing Eric speak at the success series one night and he said um, and we blur the success series and the advantage. For those of you that don't know, the advantage is the success series just seven, eight years ago. But Eric said, um, you guys don't realize, but you are around people that are great. And he referenced Ken and myself. Um, in, t in terms of videos and how we had literally like orchestrated this genre of motivational speaking with the mm -hmm. videos and that kind of stuff. And I had never thought about it that way. Again, I was just being diligent, doing what I was supposed to do. But after leaving there that night, I'll put it this way for you. I got my first check for $10,000 and there was no looking back just because I saw something different. When he said that, I heard something different. I mean, immediately I was like, whoa. I'm not who I think I am. Like the way people see me, the work that I have done has now amounted to something. It's not just the work anymore. There's a body of work that we've done that, has, you know, it can speak for, for Ken and myself. So now literally that, that hearing that, I mean, just changed everything, everything I had ever done. Man. I saw things differently and now I knew the skill that I had right. and I could easily put that thing to work, never to turn back again. Let me tell you something, man. And Carl's growth, y'all, ha has been just off the charts. Mm -hmm. Like, you understand, mm -hmm. like, even getting Carl to jump on the podcast and say a few words a few years ago would have been like pulling teeth. But I'm saying, mm -hmm. hold on, because I'm a, I want to go somewhere here, Carl. But, you know, first of all, one of the happiest days of my life was probably a couple months ago. And I, I kid you not, because I'm known, for those who don't know, I guess I'm, I'm known as maybe the um, bad cop between me and E, right? I, I tend to be, you know, a, a little bit more pushy. I tend to be, you know, a bit more, um, you know, what, what would you say, Carl? A, a little bit more irritated, arrogant when it comes all, to... All of that. All of that. Yeah. So, I'm trying to find a nice word so I don't sound like a jerk. <laughs> I, don't but, I don't know that it's one. Right, but I, I tend to be <laughs> a, a little, little more bit firm, more of the bad firm. cop, right? E's more like rally the team, give them the motivational speech. I tend to be the one who's calling like, yo, get that done or, you know, it's, it's about to go down, right? And so a couple months ago, I called Carl and I can't remember what the exact situation was, but I called Carl and I was like about to give him like this, this whole idea of what I wanted to do. And he was like, yo, shut up. See, I got it. It's done. Yo, be quiet. I know what I'm doing. And he was like almost irritated with me. Like, yo, I'm not the old Carl. Like you don't have to call me and tell me every little thing. Like I got this under control. I called Ian was like, yo, we about to go to a whole nother level. I wasn't hurt at all. I promise you. I was like, yo, 
Carl on a whole nother level because before I used to have this feeling like, yo, if I didn't tell Carl to do it, if I didn't tell Ken, like, yo, do the video like this, 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 and this, and make sure y'all get it here and put it up here, 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 like they wouldn't do it. But now Carl hit me with the whole, like, yo, I'm a thinker now, right? And I think I want to transition this now, guys, because it, th this speaks to what he's been on in the last few TGIMs. For those of you who have seen the last three, thank God it's Monday, he's been talking about your inner circle. And, and just look at how much Carl has developed by being around E and I, how much we've developed from being around him. Those talents are starting to rub off. So Carl will never just be like a full-fledged motivational speaker, keynote, you know, presentation beast. I'm not saying that. But Carl now is able to get up in front of 500 people and give a lecture on the art of the viral video, things that are in his wheelhouse, things that he knows just because it's rubbed off from what me and E have given him. E and I have probably be, probably become a bit more analytical, a bit more focused in terms of oh, what we sure. do in our structure because for Carl sure. has rubbed that off on us. So that's why the winning circle is so important when E talks about KG getting with Paul Pearson, Ray Allen, and finally winning that championship. We got dudes in this organization, young ladies in this organization who have their own skill set. And because we all start to rub off on each other, we begin to come this like huge, you know, conglomerate entity that's able to accomplish all these things. And at the same time, we're all getting better. We're all going to the next level. Carl, you said something on the podcast last week. Let me just give you a, a, an, an example in case you just think we're talking hypothetical. Carl said, yo, I had watched my son and he was watching these YouTube videos and I don't want my son to have a consumer mindset. I want him to be a content producer. And Carl said, I'm about to do this, you know, YouTube series with him. Carl sent me the video the other day. Carl, please tell him the video is up. Tell him where they can see it. I, and I don't want you to see it because I want to see you to see Carl's son playing with a train. I want you to think, look at what it looks like to go from idea to execution instantly and put it up and get it out. For sure. Yeah, no, C said it. So we literally just did, we did two episodes already, actually. And I put one up on... Two episodes. I think I put one up either yesterday or today. It's it's live on YouTube. I titled it Jordan's World, but I, I think I messed up a bit there, C, because there's like 16 other Jordans out there. So, But it's Jordan's World. Episode one is called... Uh, what was it called? You got it. What do I call it? I can fix accidents it. Will accidents happen. will happen. Problem. Accidents yeah, will accidents happen. Accidents will happen. But if anybody yeah. on my Facebook page, I posted it on there too. I mean, like C said, just to show, man, like you you have the power to do whatever it is you want to do. You know what I mean? It's in your hand. You got some set of skills. You got something. And I'm just like, yo, what I have is a camera. And I got my son, and he not that scared of it. And even if he was, like I said, I just need him to see himself up there. So it's it's out. It's done. And I promise y'all, we're going to keep doing it every week. He's geeked about it, which is, the you know, the important part for me. But, yeah, we just creating something. And wherever it goes, I, I had no real goal for it as yet other than my son. But if it turns into something, shoot, pay his college for me. I'm good with that. I'll take that. But, yeah, just, just right, got it right. out there, man. Yeah, but no, that's what it looks like, guys. And that's why, E, can you, I, I want you to kind of go into this. I, I do want to make that transition to the winning circle um, because that's something you've been on for the last few weeks heavy. And I know we've mentioned it before on the podcast, but just, you know, talking about that winning circle and that element of surrounding yourself with the right people. And I think people get it confused because they're like, E, what, what you want me to do? You want me to tell all my friends to never call me again or, you know, you know, get rid of my family. Like, how yes. do you, you know, how am I supposed to get yes. these people around me? Can you talk about how to <laughs> yes. develop that circle? I, I mean, for real, see, I, I am saying to some extent that you need to, um, you need to monitor the time you spend with friends and family. I am saying that. Absolutely. 
Uh, am I saying that you need to get a new mother, a new father? No, I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is that my mother and my father work for the audio, auto industry, right? So I can't go to my mom and my dad who work for the auto industry and get sound advice for the entrepreneur world. You, you understand what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's not a, I get rid of my parents, but it is I limit my parents you know, to the areas of their expertise. I just want to make sure I'm clear. So you don't disrespect anybody. You're not talking down to nobody. You're not, you're not getting rid of your sword. That's your root. That's your family. But I go to Bob Proctor. I go to um, Les Brown when I want to talk about information pertaining to the consultant world. Why? Because they've been there. They've done that. They've gone before me, okay? So it's not that you get rid of your friends, but see, when I want to go to the movies, yeah, I can, me and my homies can go to the movies. You know, that's something that we can do. When we start talking about how to take BU to the next level, how do you take BU to the next level? How do you take Breathe University to a, to a level where not only are the individual students are going to go to another level, how can we take this and format it in a way where corporate America can use uh, this educational tool. I can't go to my mother for that. See, I can't go to my homies on the block for that. So, so it's really about being strategic about how you use your time and how you use your resources. And if you don't have those resources, being honest with yourself about why you don't have them. Why does ET, a high school dropout from the D, right? Born in the shy town. Mom was a single parent mom, you know, for a time frame. Uh, my, my mom was homeless for a, a, a short period of time. How do, how, do you, how do you go from having that experience, see, living in abandoned buildings, whatever, hooking up with somebody like uh, uh, um, a Les Brown, Warm hooking up. up with somebody like a Bob Proctor? A, like, how do you do that, a Dan Gibber? Like, how do you do that? So you need to ask yourself the question, not why don't I have, what have you done not to position yourself, right? Uh, and so, yeah, and uh, I think that, that's just the thing that, that, that people haven't done to position themselves exactly. They haven't done anything, right? And, and that's the thing that frustrates me so much. And, and this is, you know, something that, you know, people really need to get through their spirit. Like Carl just talked about, you know, Nike said it, just do it. Like, yo, like you have to get stuff out into the space, like quit waiting for permission. The reason he was able to go and, and sit with Warren Buffett had nothing to do with you know, him being a great speaker, it had everything to do with he executed on something, right? He, we executed on the YouTube videos. We put them out in the world. That, like I said, if for no other reason, he is the guru or the best motivational speaker in the world just because we got more out there than anybody. And too many, I said it last week, yo, I, what I said on the BU call, you holding your gifts hostage, right? Like you holding your yeah. gifts hostage, give them out. Like, stop waiting on permission. And I think, E, that's one of the things that you've always been a beast at and, and taught us is, yo, we don't need anybody's permission to get started. We don't need anybody's permission to get going. Start where you are. That's fine. For those of you, you want to blow up. You, oh, I want to be an actor. I want to be this. I want to be that. Go to the local play around the corner and start acting. Like, you don't have to wait for Hollywood to call. Like, get busy right now, E. And I think that's the problem most of us have is we look at this huge dream of what we want to do and we're excited about it for a period of time, but then nobody's interested in taking that first initial step that's going to help them get there, man. Absolutely. And so, so, so again, see, uh, we will have some series where we're going to talk about how you can get from where you are to where you want to be in terms of your circle of influence. 
Uh, but I just want people to know, like literally, uh, a, a, a person that, you know, is tangible to me, uh, Vernon Davis. I mean, Vernon Davis was just, I think he was at the, in the Super Bowl with San Francisco 49ers, right? Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, he's now with the Super Bowl, come on, he's with the Super Bowl Denver Broncos and was in the Super Bowl, won the Super Bowl, right? So it's not rocket science, see? He got, he went from one organization to another organization and I'm talking about like maybe mid-season or a little bit after, now he's a Super Bowl champion. Don't think for one moment that the Denver Broncos call him because he was whack, because he was a terrible receiver, because he uh, 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 tight end. Like, come on, there was a reason why they call him. But he left one franchise to go to another franchise and boom, Super Bowl. So, th so that's what I'm saying, see, like it doesn't take a lot. And that's what I want people to understand. So the same in intensity you have to buy a Bentley, the same intensity you have to get a home in a gated community, the same intensity you have to be uh, in a private jet or to travel the world is the same intensity that I have in terms of my circle of influence. See, I realize that the circle of influence comes before the car. The circle of influence comes before the house. The circle of influence comes before traveling the world. You are the sum total of the five people that you're running with. And I'm not talking about hanging out with, I'm talking about running with. And so if we could change our circle of influence, we could change our world, see? I mean, I mean it, I'm not, this is not a cliche. I'm not trying to sound deep. I have friends in every genre, in every profession, people who are on every level. I learn just as much from the lady who's a custodial worker. I learn as much from the dude who's in uh, uh, waste management. I learn as much from the basketball player in the NBA, the college basketball player, the dude in JUCO, the kids that I run with who are in JUCO. I learn as much from all of them. So we're not saying that there's only one circle of influence, that, that, that it, we, we're just trying to go to the affluent. No, I'm saying that you need to be diverse in your circle of influence. People from all walks of life, all ages, all, all mindsets, because we can learn from everybody. I'm just saying, you gotta get to the place where your circle of influence is not the one that was given to you, the one that you were born into, the people that went to your local high school, your local element, your local middle school, the people that live within a, a, a three or four block radius of where you were born and raised. You gotta get a circle of influence that is that expands beyond where you were born, see, and the one that you earn, the one that you work for. Yeah, and I think, you know, we talked about it before, man. The first, you know, place you can start is by adding value to influential people, right? And, and, and those people that you want to be around. We, you know, we talk about it all the time. Like, what can you do for somebody else, right? So if there's, you know, a local business that you respect and you want to learn how to start a business and there's a businessman in your local community who, you know, you want to you pick his brain, right? And, and really sit down and talk to this person. Like, what can you do for them? Like, what, what service can you provide to them? I don't know if it's, you know, you cleaning up the office, you know, dumping trash, I don't know. But go put yourself around those people and find those people who can help you go to the next level. And don't just get around them and say, hey, can I do this, can I do that? At, uh, we have a, a, a Jers talks about free lunch. Like, take somebody to lunch. Who doesn't love a free lunch? Like, sit down and, and, and offer something to them so that you can be of service to them and then try to see what you can, you know, get to know from them, right? You want, you 
want that information, you got to be able to put yourself around powerful people. And powerful people don't always have a lot of time, but if you're able to add some kind of value to their life, you can go to that next level. So thanks for that, E. We're going to jump into everybody's favorite segment, the Ask ET segment. Again, man, this podcast is being brought to you by Patchwork.com. For all your audio video solutions, go to Patchwork.com. That's Patchwork, W-E-R-K is how they spell work over there. And again, we want to thank them for being our first sponsor. E, uh, the first question comes from off of Twitter, Kyle Vertak. Uh, my man Kyle, KSU, is that Kansas State University? Shout out to the Wildcats. Um, ET, just graduated from college two months ago and been really down in the dumps about not finding a job. How can I get out of this slump about, co- about post-college depression? Well, I wish you would have called me before. You know what I'm saying? We, just, we, on, some, uh, we on some intervention now. I, right, right. I prefer prevention, you know what I'm saying, myself. But uh, I would say to you, you've got to ask yourself, why aren't you why, why aren't you attractive you know for real why aren't you attractive um did you not do enough intern uh work uh when you were in, in college do you not uh have a skill uh, that people recognize like why aren't you attractive you know why aren't you attractive i want you to ask yourself that you need to be very candid um why is it that people have not called you what areas uh are you still uh undeveloped in i call them undeveloped strengths Uh, What undeveloped strengths do you have uh, that you need to work on, that you need to tighten up? And I used to always say, like, why am I not speaking to, you know, corporate? And I had to be honest with myself. And I had to realize that there's a difference between uh, motivations, uh, motivational speaking. There's a difference between inspiring people and empowering. You know, there's a difference in in giving people tools uh, that they can use. And so you notice that I went from writing books to every book now is accompanied by a workbook. And so I recognized that there were some things I was lacking, that I didn't make people in my presentations do deep reflections, right? And so if you're just pumped up, if you're just inspired, while that is good uh, and that, that is important, uh, it might be, uh, you know, in terms of tiers, it might be a bottom tier. It may not be a top tier in terms of empowerment. So I had to learn. I had to learn how to uh, make people go into deep reflection. I had to learn uh, how to help people uh, in terms of analysis. Um, you know, so there was just some things that, that, well, it didn't make me a bad person, but there were some things that I was lacking if I wanted to be in corporate. And now corporate is probably, uh, see, I would say, um, probably one of our highest, uh, um, you know, seekers in terms of yeah. uh, our work. Absolutely. So it used to be sports. You know, it used to be, you know, maybe NFL, NBA, et cetera, D1. Um, but nowadays, I promise you, we're doing way more corporate work than ever. And then my executive coaching, uh, and please be careful. Somebody called me or texted me the other day, uh, email, I'm sorry, and said, E.T., I'm ready for executive coaching. I'm like, I don't know if you're ready for that. I'm not 100% sure you're ready for that. Uh, but even the executive coaching, see, I can't believe I'm doing it. I can't believe that I'm working with, you know, some of the top, uh, you know, CEOs or individuals, you know, managers in the world. I, I, I can't believe that people are calling me. But it was when I got honest with myself, and say, E.T., what are your undeveloped strengths? We know what you're good at, but what's the gap, E? What's the gap? Why are sports programs calling you prior to games, right. you know, but the CEOs are not calling? And, when, and young man, when I was able to be transparent and sit down and write down the list of things, then I was able to go get the assistance that I needed via, via uh, mentoring, via book, you know, uh, via conference, you know, via training session, and don't get it twisted. We have individuals that we call 
uh, that coach us up. We have individuals that mentor us. Absolutely, so don't think for one man. minute we're, we're out here mentoring ourselves. Oh, no. not, and let me tell you something, works. man. You know, I had, you know, took over the branding and, you know, the business side of it, man, to this day. You know, I still reach out to people because I'm not 100% sure on certain contracts and certain language. And, you know, I always reach out to people, man. I'm thinking, of, you know, Josh, shout out to Josh, who is a mentor of mine, who, you know, has built several companies into multi-million dollar companies. And I could reach out to him at any time and just pick his brain, man, ask him, what do you think about this? Take a look at that for me. And so we're still always, always, always looking to get better each and every day. At no point have we said, okay, we're good enough, right? Good is the enemy to great. And we're trying to be great. And so... Uh, absolutely, man. Find that help. Uh, real quick, Michael Clark, E, uh, met underscore MD Clark on Twitter said, how long did it take for you to explode where your dream and business really took off? Hmm. I hmm. think we still wait. Still exploding. That. Yeah, I think yeah, we still, still exploding, young man. <laughs> yeah. We still waiting to explode. We haven't quite exploded yet. Um, but traction, uh, probably, I'd say 10, 10 years in the game before you know, I saw a little traction, meaning that you know I was at, invited to go to colleges to speak. Yeah, but yeah, I think that's a um, question that we can't really answer like that. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, that's what like, I'm saying. I'm, that's what like, I said. Yo, we talk about these steps. E, like, what do you consider traction? Because you know, for for us, even for you, when you first start speaking, okay, you were speaking for free. Was traction the very first time somebody offered you? I think what was it? Two hundred dollars? Was that traction? Right, Hundred fifty. Like, I keep telling y'all, at no point did we have this saying, big celebration party. We've made it. At no point, even up to this day, I keep trying to tell y'all because we built it brick by brick. Like, everybody is waiting. Trust me. I thought back in the day, five years ago, Oprah was going to call any second. I was like, Oprah going to call, put us on the book club. Boom. We sell millions of books. We out of here. It never happened, guys. So what do you, you know, when you ask, you know, wh when did your career explode, like, Seriously, we went from 20 views, 100 views, 150, yeah. 200, all the way up to 50, 100,000. Like, at no point did we ever have this, like, party of, like, woohoo, we made it. Like, it, it's always been a process. And so, you know, it's like, um, you know, like, like, like your child growing, right? You, you know, E, when you see Trey, every time you see Trey, you're like, man, my man getting huge. Well, yeah. to me... I don't really notice it because I see him every day. And so at no point am I just shocked, like, wow, my son is super tall. Like, I never once said that. Why? Because I see him every single day. And so his growth has been slow to me. But while you're looking from the outside in, occasionally, it may look like, boom, there was this huge growth, right? So when E sees Trey, if he doesn't see him, but, you know, every month or so, he does look a little taller because he hasn't seen him for 30 days. He hasn't seen him for 60 days. But when I see Trey, I see him every single day. So the growth is not just this, oh, my God, honey, come in here. You're never going to believe how tall Trey is. Like, that moment never happens for us. And so when, when somebody asks, when did you guys explode? When did you really take off? We just been on the steady incline. You know what I'm saying? Like this, this, uh, this ain't no rocket ship. This is like a slow charter plane that just, you know, just keep on creeping and we still creeping. So I think it's, you know, it, it's not even really an answer to that. Quick, e. A quick example real quick uh, that, that answers mm -hmm. that you or E don't know this, but I just got an email that said congratulations on um, making it to the new and noteworthy on iTunes. So I, before I said it, I started searching iTunes real quick. Hmm. So today we got wow. more traction. Just to answer my man's question, we got some traction. We right. didn't even know that. Right, 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 Absolutely. And we're on what the this ninth is podcast? Nine, yep. And we scroll down that page and we up there. Right. So we're on the yep. ninth podcast, and right, 
in Socorro. If I'm not mistaken, the numbers have grown every week, right? Oh, every single Absolutely. week. Absolutely. Yeah, we had 12,000 right. 12, downloads per week now. Right. So now we're doing 12,000 downloads a week. Okay, cool. So then next year at this exact same time when we're doing 100,000 downloads a week, somebody will ask us, at what point did you guys explode? And then what's the answer to that? You know what I'm saying? At no point. At no point. And that's and I guess e, that's my thing is like, yo, stop waiting for the explode and just keep working. Like, I don't remember where yeah, we but, were but, the but, first time I, somebody recognized E in the airport. I don't remember where we oh, were definitely when not. we, you know, we yeah, got on the plane not. and somebody was like, oh my God, I don't remember. Like, it just happened gradually. Like, I just remember, Carl, remember we would go like someplace and somebody would be like, yo, are you the guy who as bad as you want to breathe? And then like a couple months later, it was like, yo, that's the guy from as bad as you want to breathe. Then a couple months later, it was like, yo, that's the guy from as bad as you want to breathe. Can I get a pick? And after that, it was, can I get an autograph and a pic? Hold on. Can you talk to my brother on the phone? Like, it's always been this slow progression. And like, for real, get up every day and work and stop looking for that explosion. That's where you get Absolutely. frustrated when you look for that explosion. I, but but this, is what I, this is what I'm hoping that people are asking. So when I told you I did, you know, my first gig for, you know, let's say Michigan State, you know, let's say uh, Kent State University, you know, Wilberforce, I remember... We go back, Wilberforce, right? Let's just say when I did those particular gigs, I knew that something is happening. You know, I wasn't necessarily like I made it. So I guess for those of you who are saying, okay, E, I'm driving from Detroit to Alabama, Detroit to Atlanta, and I just want to see, you know, the next main city, you know, Cincinnati, you know, Lexington, Kentucky, you know, Louisville, Nashville, you, you know what I'm saying? Like for people, Birmingham, like if that's what you're looking for, then, then of course there are mile markers. You know, there are things that you will see that are letting you know that you are headed in the right direction. But as C is saying, you know, we've definitely not exploded. You know, we, we have, um, I'm not in Norway right now. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not asked to prepare my speech for the Nobel prize. You know what I'm saying? We, we're nowhere close to that, you know, but for those of you who are asking, are there mile markers? Yes, there are more mile markers. But a mile marker does not mean that you have made it to your destination. It's just an indicator that you are headed in the right direction, that you're on the right road. And you may have to stop from time to time to rest for gas, you know, flat tire. I mean, anything can happen. I had a car once that too much oil in it and the car, you know, uh, broke down you know, in Elizabethtown, Kentucky. So, I mean, it is what it is. We had to wait to get another, you know, vehicle or get the vehicle fixed. You know, so I, I hear exactly what C's saying, but maybe you're asking for mile markers. Yes, you will see those on the way, but do not allow the mile markers to replace the destination. Do not allow the mile markers to make you feel like you have arrived. You do not arrive until you arrive. And when is that? I have absolutely no idea, but I will tell you this, the thrill, is in the journey it is not in the destination hmm. that's good let's go to uh, let's get i want to get a couple more questions in. i had people yelling at me last week said we didn't get enough questions in so uh i don't real think quick, you did any <laughs> uh simply savar who sent uh i like i like what he did he, he knew he couldn't have enough characters on twitter so he sent a pic of his question so he says what's up guys i'm an up-and-coming rapper and i just watched et's video on finding your core 
I struggle with an emotional connection to material things and I'm a rapper and I'm sure you can see how that can be a problem. I've recently read the seven spiritual laws of success. Meditation can be of use. My problem is I'm not entirely sure how to meditate. I remember on the Model Health Show, E.T. mentioned he does meditate. How do I go about meditating, E.T.? Yeah, so I'd say, you know, first of all, what I'm asking you to do when, you, when I tell you to meditate is I'm asking you to think deeper about what it is you do, right? So I'm asking you to think a little deeper. And that's what people ask me to do. They ask me to think a little deeper. Okay, E.T., so yeah, you motivate. Yep, you go out and you speak to people. But E.T., think, think a little deeper. You know, what, what message are you trying to get across? You know, at the end of the event, who, who and what audience? So, like, yeah, you could tell me you talk to everybody, E.T., but E.T., what age group are you really trying to impact? Right? Who are you really trying to touch? All right? And then, E.T., what are you trying to say to them? And then when they leave, E.T., what do you want them to do immediately when they leave? What do you want them to do a week from the time they leave, a month from the time, a year? E.T., what do you want them to do for, their, for the people who are in their immediate environment? What do you want them to do for their community? You know, so, again, it, it, what do you want them to read, E.T.? All right? If you met them 10 years from now, what would you want them to say about the conference that they went to? So, so what they're asking me to do is think a little deeper about what it is that, I, that I'm doing. So I would just say to you, you get on a treadmill, you start, and that's what I do. I walk on a treadmill because I need to walk, right? I don't, I don't need to be standing still. I need movement. So, all right, so do me a favor. If it's not the treadmill, you know, find a place that you can go and walk depending on where you live, right? But just be in movement while you're meditating, right? Because movement, um, uh, it just activates a level of thinking, a level of thought that sometimes, you know, just being still can't, right? So I just want you to think about, you know, as a rapper, what do you want? It to be said about you what 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 do you want your albums to say what do you want people to get what group of people do you want you know to be attracted to your music what do you hope your music will do for this generation for the generations to come so that's all i'm asking you to do when i say meditate i'm just asking you to think deeper about what you do and try to think through what you do because if you can think deeply about what you do and and really know what you're doing you can manipulate in a way you can't when you don't really know what you're doing so think about your audience Think about what you're saying. And again, I'm not a, uh, I'm an old school, you know, rapper. So there are certain things that I feel like is missing, you know, in the art form that was once in it that's not in it today. Uh, but when I watched, you know, the Grammys, I watched about five, six minutes of it yesterday. But I did catch uh, the Kendrick Lamar piece. And I just thought, you know, his personal expression, you know, the message that he wanted to get across. It's apparent this kid is thinking deeply about his art form and how he wants to impact the world, what message he wants to get across the world. You know, he knew what time frame he had and what he wanted to get done in that time frame and was able to make a deep connection between his music, you know, and his history and what he believes is an important message, you know, for our day. You know, so you, you have models in this generation who don't just think about material things, who don't just think about money and cars and clothes, but who think deeply uh, and he was able to take multiple musical genres uh, and somehow, you know, uh, uh, integrate it into what he does as a rapper, as well as other powerful images and messages at one of the greatest forms that you could possibly do it in. You know, so you do have people like him. So I would study the Kendrick Lamar's, you know, of the world, the J. Cole's, you know, of this world. I would study those guys and ask, you know, what did they do? How did they do what they did? and then implement it in, into your own, you know, personal um, style. Yeah, no doubt, man. Good information there. Um, K. 
Hugs, uh, K-A-I Hugs off Twitter wants to know, and I think we kind of answered this, E, but you can kind of, you know, I want to make sure we get her question on. She said, hey, E.T., can you please talk about a time when you felt discouraged and how you got yourself out of that place? Uh, does being di discouraged sometimes indicate that you may be getting closer to success? Do you think down times come when you're closer to that success? And I think we kind of talked about that with the I Get Tired track, E, but if you want to talk about a time when you were discouraged and how you fought through that. Yeah, I, 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 that's been a long time. I was probably a teenager, <laughs> and I was homeless. Um, Since you've been discouraged. You know, I was, yeah, yeah, see, it's been a long time. See, okay. I apologize. And, let me, and I'm going to tell you I've why. I've been discouraged uh, the last few weeks. We're we, we trying to potty train my son, and I'm discouraged oh, yeah, because yeah. one day <laughs> he got it down <laughs> pat, you, and the next day yeah, my the man. The other day he did. Yeah, he let it ride right in the diaper. I'm like, son, we, we can't be going backwards. So I was discouraged. Yeah, and, and let me, you know, really explain to her, when I, when I was a teenager and I was homeless, you know, I was discouraged because, for real, I just didn't really know, you know, what the next move was, you know, when I first was in college. But I'm being honest, when I, when, when I had my, my son, because of my background, you know, and what happened, um, I'm telling you, my focus has just been, and it sounds crazy, I know it's going to sound crazy to a lot of you guys, but where your focus goes, your energy flows. And when you have multiple people or multiple things that you're responsible for. Like for when you live to yourself, I mean, I, I'm telling you, it's so easy to get distracted. But when you have this person, you might make sure that their mortgage is paid. This person needs to get their check. This person, you know, needs to make sure that they do what they need to do in school. This program that you work with, this institution that you're helping out. I mean, you get so occupied with your why that I'm, I'm being real. There is little time to be focused on anything else. When you live for yourself and all you're worried about is your bank account, you know, when all you're worried about is taking care of yourself, I'm sure that you have time to get discouraged. You do. But when you're not thinking about you, when, 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 when your gifts, you know, and your abilities uh, are not just for you, but other get, people get paid off what you do, People say, E.T., man, when you get up on the mic, man, do you ever have a bad? Look, I have people that need to eat from my work. I, I don't have time to get up there and mess up. Now, when you just worry about your own paycheck, yeah, you can forget stuff. Yeah, you can go up there and mess up. But when you're thinking about, like, yo, other people need me. And so I would just say, like, there's nothing wrong with discouragement. Absolutely nothing wrong with it. And I'm sure people get it. But I, I, I will tell you this. I will tell you, if you change your focus, and if you get focused on your dreams, your goals, and you get locked in, man, it's like when, 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 when uh, Kobe's put up 80-something, when, you, you know, um, uh, Jordan was winning those titles. You get so locked in on a particular goal or a particular assignment that you just go tunnel vision, you know. And I can honestly say, I, for real, I wake up every morning. I'm pumped. I'm excited. I'm geek. C called me this morning. And I was like, yo, see, before we even get started, I don't have like a specific thing to tell you. But see, man, I'm just so grateful for where we are. I'm just so grateful I went to my daughter's track meet with my wife. I'm just so grateful that we were able to stay at the Magnificent Mile, you know, and go shopping and we ate as a family. I'm just so excited about this season that we get new calls and new opportunities and writing books and conferences. Like, and, and, and is, does it mean that my wife's MS is gone. No, but I promise you I don't focus on that. I promise you I never wake up and say, man, my wife got MS. I just wake up and say, man, my wife woke up again. 
Man, she's on her own two feet. Yo, today is the only day we have. Let, everybody's up. Everybody's awake. Let's make the most of this moment. I text Carl. Carl texts me. I'm like, ooh, Carl's alive. Let's go. We hit C. Like, see when we go pocket, C text back. I'm like, oh, wow. My alarm clock went off. I mean, my alarm went off. Rondell walked in the house, didn't know the alarm was on. The alarm went off. I wasn't like, the alarm went off. I was like, ooh, the Rondell there. Good. When I get back, we're going to be able to take care of business. So I'm, I'm not saying that discouragement is not real. I'm just saying when you get so focused on your dreams, your goals, your grind, just so focused on what, man, the possibilities that you have little or no time to be focused on other stuff. That's all I'm saying. Where your focus goes, energy yeah, flows. Yeah, your energy flows. Yeah, go on and yep. write that down. Where your focus goes, energy yep. flows. If you're focusing on the frustrations, um, chances are that's that's what you're feeding, right? You're you yep. feeding that. That whatever whatever dog you feed gonna get the biggest, right? And so yeah. you know, for real, man, start focusing on that that positivity, you know, that next level thinking, you know, really going to that next level in, in terms of what you want to do, what you aspire to do, you know, the opportunities that lie ahead. And he's right, man. You'll go to a whole nother level. Um, so that thank you for that, man. E, I appreciate your wisdom on that Ask Et segment. For those of you who are out there, you listening to us, you're like, man, I need to get connected with these guys. You know, I need to be on the phone with them. I need to be, you know, involved in the training program, man. We have that for you. BreatheUniversity.com. We're doing some amazing things. We got some guests on on the line, man, on these mastermind calls that just been out of this world. Plus, you're getting access to all the content. Um, For those of you who can't make it to St. Louis, you know, breatheuniversity.com. We'll have that audio up for our, our students instantly. What, Carl, would you say 24, 48 hours? That's usually available for them uh, right on the site. You can jump on, log on, and listen, man. So we're doing some incredible things over at breatheuniversity.com. We really, you know, are starting to build this community up um, the way we yeah. visualized it. So it's a great opportunity. And, uh, man, we've dropped the entry level price down to 19 bucks. And so it's for everybody. I say it every week, but. You know, if you can skip a Chipotle with the guacamole, you can probably oh, get Oh, do I got to skip the guac, too? Well, you know, I, I got to skip you, the yeah, guac. Chipotle been struggling <laughs> lately, man. You might want to skip that altogether. I know you still uh, been going, but I, I left it alone. I'm still so going hard. What's I'm giving still... people West Nile disease over there? I'm, 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 I'm going strong. straight for it, I'm going strong. I'm straight. I'm going strong. Yeah, no, you... you, you... I'm a survivor. Yeah, no, I'm straight, bro. I, I, I'm going to go to uh, Qdoba if I need a burrito or something. So, um, But yeah, no, join us at breatheuniversity.com, man. We again, thanks to our sponsor, Patchwork, uh, for sponsoring this podcast, man. And uh, E, go on and give us a nugget so we can get out of here. Man, see, uh, what's on my heart today, man? Um, for real, man, I know y'all get tired of me saying this, but man, he may not, he may not be coming back, y'all. Your father, your mother, your spouse, you know, that opportunity, for real, it might not be coming back. So y'all gotta do me a huge favor. Like, don't stand there sitting there staring. While you sitting there staring, you know what I'm saying? While you just like angry, you, 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 you in the spirit of depression, like you can't believe this happened to you. Why me? You know what I'm saying? What woe is me? Like, yo, for real, while you standing there doing that, you missing opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. Here go the crazy part. While you whining, somebody grinding and making it happen. While you sitting there trying to reflect on, you know, why, what happened? What is it about me? Nobody likes me. I can't seem to. While you doing that, somebody, somebody, ching, 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 ching. Somebody bank account getting filled up. Somebody taking their uh, 
their brand to a whole nother level. While you sitting there, you know, complaining and going through whatever you're going through, somebody making their dream become a reality. Somebody getting remarried. Somebody got a new job. Somebody started all over from scratch, right? While you sitting there complaining about it, somebody else is making their they dreams a reality. So I'm just asking you to do me a huge favor, man, for real. You could be using your energy any kind of way. Again, I'm not a philosopher and I'm not really deep, but the last time I heard from somebody who was pretty deep, that energy is never lost. It's just transferred. So you sitting there crying and whining, using your energy that way, when you could just take that same energy and use it to do something positive. So it's your boy ET saying, get over it and get over it quick and get at it. There, 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 there's, a, there's a blessing with your name on it. There is a blessing with your name on it. A man, a woman with your name on it. An opportunity with a book, a Grammy, an Oscar with your name on it. Stop whining, start grinding. Hmm. Man, I appreciate that, E. That's it for us this week. Guys, go to iTunes, leave us a review. Let us know how you like the show. And we will see you next week. Same time, same place. Thank y'all.